This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to All Fantasy Everything, the podcast that fantasy drafts the entire world. I am your host, Ian Carmel. Uh, welcome to our inaugural episode. This is this is the very first one we've ever done. Uh, so I'm going to explain exactly what it is we're doing here so you're not uh, left out in the cold. When I say fantasy draft to the whole world, what I mean is we're doing like fantasy drafts, but about things that aren't sports. We're fantasy drafting sandwiches, hip-hop albums, politicians, pretty much anything you can think of. Uh, if you're not familiar with fantasy drafting, here's how that works. We pick a topic, we determine a draft order, and then we proceed to put together our teams drafting one thing at a time. Once one of the things has been picked, that's it. It's off the board. So if we're doing sandwiches and somebody picks French dip, then nobody else can pick French dip. Uh, after five or so rounds of all that, we let you, the listener, determine who had the best draft, and then we do it all again uh, next week. That's that's it. That's that's the podcast. Along the way, people tell stories, explain why they pick certain things. Uh, it's been a lot of fun doing it. I think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to it as well. Uh, yeah, this week this week we get started with uh, with with the idea that gave me idea idea for this podcast in general. Uh, today we are fantasy drafting. The movie Airheads, uh, that, that movie that starred Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and Steve Buscemi. And when I say we're drafting Airheads, I don't mean like one of us just says, I take Airheads, and then the rest of us agree. I mean, we're drafting the further careers of the three stars of Airheads, uh, Fraser, Buscemi, and Sandler. So you can take any movie, TV show, whatever it is that they've been in, uh, since, since the movie, or even before the movie, Airheads. And we're putting together our list like that. After five rounds, each of the contestants will have a list of five movies. You determine which one of those is the best, and then we move on. Uh, so that's that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Uh, it was so much fun to record. I think you're going to love listening to it. Without further ado, uh, oh, I should say who's joining me on this one. Because we're drafting uh, from, from a list that includes the movies of Adam Sandler, I thought who better to have on the podcast than the biggest Adam Sandler fan I know, stand-up comedian, television writer, Sean O'Connor. Uh, joining Sean and I is uh, the comedian Sergio Cerna. He's a television writer and a comedian, also very funny, also so-so taste on in a movie, so he's perfect for this. And uh, the expert we brought on for this episode from the website Birth Movies Death, uh, pop culture critic Devin Faraci, who is uh, fantastic and a lot of fun on the podcast. So there it is. I think that's all the housekeeping. Without further ado, here is the first episode, the Airheads episode of All Fantasy Everything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Fantasy Everything. I'm your host, Ian Carmel. Today, this 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 fantasy draft you're doing today is the was the original, the one that gave me the idea to do this podcast at all. We are drafting the movie Airheads, uh, which means we are drafting the careers of the three leads of the movie Airheads: Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler, the Lone Rangers. Uh, here with us today. We have an esteemed panel of, of, of drafters. We have a stand-up comedian, television writer, Bon Vivant, Sean O'Connor. 
Oh, hey. Yeah, now you talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to go right into the next guy. So. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm Sean, and, yeah. and I like to have fun. <laughs> there you go. And Keep if I going. pick number one, ah, this draft is done. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is a uh, r- uh, fellow writer for the Late Late Show with James Corden for the time being. Also wrote on a sports show with Norm MacDonald. Stone Quackers. Uh, oh, yeah. A bunch of canceled cartoons on FXX. Which they is... <laughs> love doing that. <laughs> they love having you write 12 episodes and then immediately canceling it. Yeah, they like air them once yeah. on <laughs> Halloween night <laughs> at 4 a.m. And uh, the uh, the what, the, bro- the Lucas Brothers Moving Company yeah. as well, another canceled cartoon. That, that, that was a canceled cartoon, the yeah. Major Laser canceled cartoon. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. It's good to have a line. Also, uh, also New York Mets, New York Mets enthusiast. Big time. Big time. And where can people, people can follow you on Twitter at at Sean, at Sean O'Cons. O'Cons or at Jay Leto, the Joker. <laughs> 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 the, so you're lifting the veil. People what? now know that you're the Joker. Yes, it's Nate Fernald and yeah. I. And occasionally as... Ian and sometimes Justin Chase. It started as a lot of us and then you and Nate are like still doing it. We're still doing it. Yeah. We're trying to get a book deal. We're trying, <laughs> we're trying to write a book as Jared Leto as the Joker. <laughs> That'll, that'll be, nothing will be more prescient than Jared Leto as the Joker in the, in, in the three years it takes to make that book. Uh, join, joining, joining Sean and myself today is uh, Devin Faraci. I'm saying that right, right? That's correct. Hell yeah, Devin Faraci, uh, creator and writer at Birth Movies Death, uh, movie movie critic, c- a culture critic. Can I put that? Throw, I guess can pop, I put that on your head? Pop culture pundit. Pop culture they, pundit. That's what it is. It makes oh, it sound like important. It. Yeah, it's, it's so plosive. I talk about comic books and shit, so it's pop culture pundit. Pop culture pundit, fantastic! Thank you so much for joining Thank us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, where, where can people Where can people see what you're up to right now? Uh, my website, birthmoviesdeath.com. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at Devin CF. I never stop tweeting. Yeah, uh, and uh, you can listen to my podcast, uh, The Canon, uh, over on Earwolf. That's fantastic. So make sure you check out that podcast after listening to all of ours twice. And if there are any sponsors, <laughs> frequenting them as uh, often as you can. Uh, Devin, thank you for joining us. Also, this is our first four banger. This is our first draft where we have four people. The 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 drafting field was so lush that we had to bring in a fourth. We have joining us Sergio Cerna, uh, comedy writer, currently a writer's assistant on the Late Late Show with James Corden, with Sean and I. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for having yeah. me. What else? You've worked on some other some other television programs before. Yeah, I mean, I've worked on a couple other shows. Um, I worked on the Ben Show with mm. Ben Hoffman. Uh, more uh, charisma, Sergio. <laughs> that was the perfect I uh, worked on Dion Cole's Black Box on TBS. Yeah. Um, and what uh, was the working title for that? We can cuss on you. De- Dion Cole's Black Pussy. Yeah, that's not true. Um, I also, I, I mean, I've worked on. A, I'm just a professional note taker. Yeah. Uh, you're and, a comedy. Uh, Once you've contributed <laughs> even one joke, you're a comedy writer. Sure, yeah. yeah you yeah. just happen to be in the writer's assistant position on I this am, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter, on social media, and stuff like they that? Really so you're up to. Uh, if they really wanted to follow me on Twitter, uh, it would be Sergio C Cerna S E R N A. What's my email? Fuck. At gmail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, if you want to shoot me an email, feel free. <laughs> Sergio prefers. This whole Twitter thing is a little bit impersonal, so Sergio prefers to build a one-on-one relationship. Uh, I'm so used to just giving my email and not my Twitter handle. That's what just happened. So. If people want your credit card information, they yeah, can call I mean, the number. At. Feel free to email yeah. me. Exactly. All right, fantastic. So uh, we are the people. We are the people drafting. I've never figured out a drafting order uh, between four people before. So what I'm going to do. 
is I'm going to think of a number in my head between 1 and 20. And whoever either gets it or is closest gets to determine the draft order. They get to place themselves and then also the three others. So I've picked the number in my head. Sean, go first. 17. Okay. That's crazy. I was going to say 17. <laughs> I really was. Yeah, no, I don't know why. That came it? right to my head. That's so weird. Uh, I'll go with uh, 18 then. Ooh, 18. Ooh, you <laughs> I feel it right, right there. I feel it right there. Like, I'm going to go with uh, 2. 2. Okay. I'm going to go with 13. And it was 13. So I get to pick the draft order. <laughs> no, Sean, you, so you get to pick the draft order. Sean O'Comedy. Okay. I want Devin picking uh-huh. first. Okay. Me second. Yeah. You third. Sergio fourth. Sergio going fourth. It's to remind yeah. the listeners the drafting style is serpentine. So if you get the first pick, that means uh, the first round, you also get the last pick of the second round. Sergio, that means you get two picks in a row. So All get right. your ass ready. Uh, remind We are drafting the movie Airheads, the careers of Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, and your boy, everyone's boy, Brendan Fraser. Let's get to it right now. All right, Devin Faraci, you are now on the clock with the first pick in the All Fantasy Everything Airheads draft. Uh, this is an easy one for me. I got to go big right up front. I'm going to go with Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love? Wow. Dip it into the Sandler. Adam Sandler. He went to the Sandler Sandman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? I've, if, with, unless Sean was picking first, I, would know, I wouldn't think anyone would go yeah. Sandler first. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know how much I want to talk about my strategy up front and yeah. blow it for myself. But I feel like it's the only great Sandler movie, like the great, great, great Sandler movie. And uh, Buscemi, who I'm deeply interested in, yes. his bench is very deep. He yeah. does have a very yeah. deep I don't, bench. I'm not feeling a lot of anxiety on the Buscemi. Buscemi part, directed by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, released in, released in 2002. Uh, what, 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 what do you love about this movie? Well, so I really don't like Adam Sandler. Um, yeah. I, have, I, I really don't. And I don't, I don't get Adam Sandler. I find him really irritating. Um, he's like... Nails on a chalkboard to me, like I, I can't like every piece of everything, e- everything. from his earliest just, works up yeah, until now, from, from SNL on. Like, wow, wow. not so, even the albums. Though the albums I find grating. Wow, you can't just, sloppy Joe doesn't get sloppy Joe. That doesn't even get stuck in <laughs> no, your head. No, I think about that once a day. No, I don't. I love yeah. sloppy Joe, but not the songs. So. Yeah, yeah so you, <laughs> I love the, the meat. Despite uh, which, actually, you say you love sloppy Joe's more than everyone else because you hate that song and still, and still yeah, you love still it. love to eat it. Yeah. But uh, so I hate. I, I really don't like Adam Sandler. And Punch Drunk Love is the only movie where the premise is Adam Sandler is totally fucking insufferable. Yeah. And it's perfect. And Paul Thomas Anderson finds this thing, finds this pathetic thing inside of Adam Sandler that allows me to, for like two hours, like him because the insufferable, grating, irritating guy has this pain inside of him. Yeah. And I can kind of, I can kind of get with that. I, I once heard a very funny story about Adam Sandler's takeaway from Punch Drunk Love. Uh-oh. Uh, so he made the movie. Yeah. He was telling his friends about it. And they were like, oh, my God, you're working with Paul Thomas Anderson. That's so cool. That's great. And uh, Adam was like, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, they wrote a scene where we go to Hawaii and we filmed in Hawaii. Guys, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> So what you saw after Punch Drunk Love, Adam Sandler's movies were all 
him going places. So there's 51st Dates in Hawaii. Yeah. Jack and Jill, they're going on a cruise. They rent out a cruise ship. And he just goes on family Blended, vacations. Blended, they go to Africa. Yeah. yeah. Blended, and they go takes, to Africa. And he takes all his boys with him, too. That's right, yeah. yeah. Grown, grown Ups was, a, was a, uh, like a vacation. Uh, it was a vacation, right? Uh, yeah, in the Northeast, it was like, here's the thing. Norm MacDonald, uh, who's not in Grown Ups, yeah. but had a character in, that, like, he was there for three months filming Grown Ups. Just And, and got out. Cut, uh, cut out of the movie. <laughs> Completely out of Completely. the movie. <laughs> he was a character that every time there was a scene, he was supposed to be a guy they knew from childhood. And he would come up to them and be like, what are you guys talking about? I'm late. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I'm going to get cut out of this movie. <laughs> but it was just basically a free, vacation it was a free vacation on like Paramount or whoever's dime or whoever yeah. you had a uh, overall. Sony's right? dime. Yeah. Sony's dime. Yeah. That is that's amazing. <laughs> that's what he took away from working with Paul Thomas Anderson is basically a free vacation. Yeah, rip-off. you could just do that, and then <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting. He's, I mean, not to not to you know, because not to spoil further things in the draft. That he's tried to go serious a few times, and this, I mean, this is definitely the time it's taken the best. Why do you? I wonder why he got away from that. He like. I- well, he did the the nine eleven movie, which yeah. was such yeah. a bad idea, like such a bad idea. And then what's crazy is he does funny people, yeah, and he has all those joke posters on his wall, and it seems like he's trying to just make those joke posters now. Absolutely, it's really bizarre. His Merman movie has to be coming soon. I, That's I, what I, he's yeah. taking away from funny people. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, here's some great ideas, ideas for movies right here. Uh, can I have this wall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, Devin, you let off of the draft. First pick of the first round is uh, is Punch Drunk Love, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, which means, Sean O'Connor, you have the second pick. Now, I know I have the two and seven picks, yeah, so I'm going, to, I'm going to reach, because I don't know if it'll be there at seven, but I need to have it on my lineup. I am choosing Billy Madison. Billy Madison! I have to choose it, okay? Because I... I'm apparently the exact opposite of that. <laughs> I couldn't love the Sandman more. Yeah. Billy Madison is a movie I watched every day after school. Like, I would get home from school, it's like 10 or 11, and I will watch it every single day. I hadn't watched it for like 12 years. And I watched it with a group of friends, and I still have that movie memorized. Yeah. Oh, you're like, yeah. you can just say the line I, I along with say it that, every time. I line along to the whole film. <laughs> uh, I love it. I think it's like a, an absurdist masterpiece. Like, there's so many weird things that happen in that that movie, like when they break out into song. Yeah. So many great characters. I mean, you got Norm there. You got Chris Farley yeah. there. You got that guy who's only in this and The Wedding Singer. Uh oh my god and yeah you, Bradley Whitford Bradley Whitford Bradley is, Whitford's and, and, in it flexing on people which I truly believe like I mean Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore is probably the better villain but yeah. Bradley Whitford is a more realistic villain he was on he was pure yeah he was, he was. <laughs> pure shithead I, yeah it was it was comedy for comedy's sake and that's why I, I think Billy Madison is. My favorite. This is, I mean, in honor of, I mean, Sandler going one two in this draft. By the way, is pretty amazing. And in in honor of, I mean, but, but Buscemi's in it too, right? Buscemi is in he Billy is Madison. In it. Yeah, it's it's a wow, that's a two. Very yeah, briefly, he right? plays the sniper. He plays the that's sniper. Who ends up saving the day? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Spoiler alert. Uh, with, since you picked Adam Sandler with your first pick, now's a perfect. Can you tell the people about SandlerCon? Yeah. So uh, me and a group of friends did this thing. 
where it was really my friends Aloy and Nicole. They organized a 36-hour film festival that was only Adam Sandler movies. And it was, like, in chronological order. We skipped a few because, like, some are, like, they're not really an Adam Sandler movie. Like the 9-11 one. Yeah, you had to be be punch drunk love to get in because that's good. Yeah. But you also had to be Happy Madison because that's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <you> had... <laughs> so what we learned is that there's definitely a shift right at Little Nicky yeah. where everything goes to shit. Like he kind of loses his charm because he does have like some charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has... I mean, during like Wedding Singer leading up to Little Nicky. Little yeah. Nicky was a fucking train wreck. It was yeah. such a weird movie. Little Nicky's probably not getting pitched. No, <laughs> it's probably yeah. We could go for maybe 10, 15 rounds and it probably wouldn't be pitched. I remember I went on a camping trip with my dad and my and my little sister and like he, we on, on a boat. We went like boat camping and uh, we had like a TV with a VCR built into it. And the only movie we brought was Little Nicky. <laughs> so I ended up watching Little because we rented it. Yeah. So I ended up watching Little Nicky like six times because I was right in that fuck camping yeah. age, you know, like oh, 14. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Like yeah. Your whole, my, my, my whole life. Yeah, your whole life. Yeah, I'm still in the fuck <laughs> camping phase too. I kind of like it now because of drugs and alcohol, but like that's, there's no way to do it without that. Uh, but yeah, li- Little Nicky. Terrible. How many of the movies at San Lacan did you sip? So I I left to go to a birthday party, went to sleep like a normal person, and came back in the morning just in time for, like, what I truly believe is, like, this – it's a tremendous, so bad, it's good run. Yeah. uh, That is his later years. Because, like, Don't Mess With Zohan is, like – so fucking weird it's like one of the weirdest movies jack and jill is one of the weirdest movies i mean the plot of jack and jill is adam sandler's an ad man and to save his job he gets he has to get al pacino to agree to be in a dunkin donuts commercial for the dunkachino that's the plot (laughs) the sister thing is just because al pacino falls madly in love with his sister from afar and it's adam sandler playing his own sister right in a fat suit in a fat suit yeah it's so strange such a brave performance but then you got grown-ups and grown-ups too and grown-ups is the worst movie like i saw yoga hosers last night and that i thought was (laughs) it's like one of the worst movies but grown-ups is like so bad but grown-ups too is it's kind of like like the Dada movement of film. Like I, it genuinely doesn't make sense really? on any level. It opens with a deer pissing in Adam Sandler's mouth. <laughs> wow! And it it ends with Chris Rock dressed as Prince, Adam Sandler dressed as Bruce Springsteen. All of them dressed as 80s icons, fu- uh, karate fighting Taylor Lautner. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I feel like if you put that to like slow piano music and made it like a grainy black and white kind of thing and said it was from Czechoslovakia, <laughs> people would be like, "Oh my god, this lost masterwork of, f- of film." You know? There's a podcast. I don't. I don't know the name of it, but they watch Grown Ups too. Every single oh, it's week. the biggest mistake I've ever <laughs> made. Something like that. It's called like, like, something like that. Yeah. Went crazy. Yeah, it's kind of you know the thing is like Grown Ups too. I, I haven't seen it, but like. I, I, this is where I'm starting to get respect for Adam Sandler, the level of not giving a shit that is involved. And it's like when you see paparazzi pictures of him and he's always like in sweats and stuff. Oh, yeah. when you Just see, when you see David fuck. Letterman footage of him, right. he's in like sweats. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. He, he shows no respect to anything. Yeah. And on top of that, is like the nicest guy in the entire world. Like, yeah, yeah. That's he's weird. like a really good guy. 
And he puts all his friends on. I mean, he has friends who own houses just off of like showing yeah. up in his movies for a minute. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's incredible. He's he never forgets where he came from. But I mean, like he truly doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but Billy Madison, my first fan. Billy Madison. All right. So that's the first two picks. We've got Punch Drunk Love and Billy Madison. I am now on the clock by virtue of of Sean's uh, of Sean's choice as to where people go. So I am going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, stray for the first time from the Adam Sandler oof, and I'm going to go with Steve Buscemi movie, and I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Reservoir Dogs. Nice. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, pick. I'm going to go with the Reservoir. It's good. It's good. He he's good. I love him in it too. He's been in a lot. I'm, I'm not to give anything. He's been in a lot of amazing movies. He's actually in Reservoir Dogs. He's like a substantial yeah. part of it. Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Why does he have to be Mr. Pink? Uh, it's just, it's just a fantastic movie, obviously directed by Quentin Tarantino. I, I love, I'm, I don't have anything really innovative to say about Reservoir Dogs. It's, a, it's an amazing movie. No, it's, a, it's an amazing movie that like, I mean, I, we're the same age. So it like yeah. came out and it was like, kind of like risque that we were watching it yeah. at the time. So it was like the first movies we, I ever saw that was just like nonstop killing and then also people talking in a very cool way. Yeah. So Reservoir Dogs has always been like, yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. It's perf- It's crazy. I mean, like Quentin Tarantino, so going off on a real weird tangent here, uh, The when you're like younger, there's those movies you like, you like, you really like, I like South Park a lot because yeah. I love the diarrhea jokes and how like chaotic it was. I loved Scarface, you know, because it was, like, violent in it. But now as, I'm old, as a 31-year-old man, like, I'm not that into South Park anymore. And Scarface, in a lot of ways, seems ridiculous. But Quentin Tarantino movies were another one of those things where they seem rebellious and fun and like you were getting away with something. But I still love them. They've held up. Yeah, yeah. No, there is – I mean, I can't really speak on Quentin Tarantino. I've seen all of his movies. I really like it. I, but I, yeah. I feel like you would probably have a very interesting thing to say. No, I love Reservoir I love I love Tarantino. He's, I think, one of the great filmmakers of, like, all time, more or less. Yeah, I would say all time. Yeah. I mean, like, even his bad movies, and I think there's one bad movie, is still pretty good. It's pretty good, and they're all watchable. They're all super and they're watchable. And so rewatchable. And what's really cool about it, too, is that it's so funny because when, when Reservoir Dogs came out and then Pulp Fiction, there was this sense of like, oh, this is what Tarantino does. Yeah. And over the years, he's just like, no, like he's like, I'm going to do all this different shit. And like now he's doing these weird revisionist historical movies yeah. that are so far away yeah. from where he started. It's so cool. It's such a it's such a fun phase. Inglorious Bastard. People, people. I mean, people talk shit about Inglorious Bastards because they're like Hitler didn't get killed. And as That's a Jew, like the best part. I love best part. that it's so shit. Great. It's supposed to be. I that. love. Yeah. I was sitting there with my dad, who's the like the child of Holocaust survivors, and he was fucking digging it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, if Ivan Carmel was in, jerking off, he was jerking <laughs> off. He had his penis out. And he, it was one of those living room theaters, though, that reclines. So I feel like it's allowed. <laughs> I feel like it's like the rooms are more they're, they're more lax in that situation. Yeah, right. They're yeah. like they br- they bring you like a moist towel you know, <laughs> or dry one if you want to make it moist. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I fucking love that shit. And uh, I mean, you can see the connective tissue all the way back to Reservoir Ducks, the cartoonish violence. It's almost, it really is almost cartoonish. You know, yeah. the Steelers wheel, cut the guy's ear off, set him on fire thing. Never really made me cringe. It was fun, but it, it wasn't like uh, torture porn movies where you're like, oh, no, 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 well, no. He does that, that kind thing, of thing where the camera just drifts off. Yeah. So yeah. as it's about to cut, the camera just drifts off. So yeah. it doesn't really, like, it, I think it really works that way. But the violence side, what I love about the violence in Reservoir Dogs is that it's extreme, but it's also, like, sort of personal. 
So like Mr. Yeah, Orange is like yeah. fucking dying very hard for a very long yeah. time. Yeah. It's really great. You really feel it. it I totally love that. Yeah, it's it agony. really is. Like because when I watched that, I was like, I want to see every Tim Roth thing. Well, yeah, yeah, right. He's so great. He's so great. And, and but it it was also Reservoir Dogs is so great because every character, with the exception of Mr. Pink, is like just comes off cool. Right. Like they all like radiate coolness. Like is it Mr. Blue who's the old one? Yeah. Yeah. Even him, like he's do, doing almost nothing. I'm like, that is like what you dream to be when yeah. you're like 72. Yeah. <laughs> you're hanging out with a bunch of cool young guys. That's like the real deal, Harry Dean Stanton. Everybody wears skinny ties. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all look like the Reservoir Dogs cast now looks like they're all walking out of a wedding in Portland. Like everybody looks, everyone's wearing a skinny tie and they look very cool. <laughs> we, yeah, go on. Sergio, uh, please. Shimmy is like, his character is the only one that makes it out alive at the end of the movie, too, right? Yeah, I think so. Right, Mr. Pink? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Fuck yeah, Buscemi's a survivor, <laughs> man. He, yeah. Buscemi, too, I know he like he's like now plays like a lot of bug-eyed weirdos. If you see pictures of him when he was like really young, like early 20s, kind of a good-looking dude. Kind of like know, weird good looking. Yeah, weird Like the way black licorice. Like he was, like he was mysterious. Yeah. Like he's in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> he probably had a, uh, not not to make it weird, but he probably had a really good body too because he was a firefighter. Yeah, he was a firefighter. So, oh, really? So, well, here's, yeah. so here's, here's the crazy thing about Buscemi. Um, he was a firefighter and on 9-11, he left his Brooklyn home and joined his old ladder company That's right. to go rescue people from the rubble of the trade of the, of the, of the trade center. Wow. He's a hero. Oh, he's a real hero. Yeah, he, he doesn't, really is. Doesn't talk about it. It's not a thing he brings up. You know what I mean? Like, but like he did that. He just felt. He just felt compelled. He just got he up. Calling. He watched that shit happen on TV. Got on the. You know, got into the city and helped. And like that's that's. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And so far, I'm the only one who's picked one of his movies. Well, so far yeah. we have Adam Sandler like helping all his boys yeah, buying yeah, yeah. houses and shit. Yeah. Steve Buscemi is out helping there fucking on 9 11. This is like a really heroic draft. It's a very guys. heroic yeah. draft. Yeah. Yeah. Just good dudes. Just real yeah. good dudes. So I'm guessing no one's yeah. picking a bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to find out because with the fourth and final pick of the first round, we have Sergio Cerna now on the clock in the Airheads draft. All right. Well, I'm going to get this baby back on track. I'm yes. going to Sandman. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to take it. I'm uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy That's Gilmore. Pick. And uh, I just love that movie. Uh, I've loved it since I was a kid. Like, I'm a big hockey fan. Yes. And even though he spends a lot of time playing golf, uh, he is a hockey player in that movie. and. He's so funny, and I just like loved. I loved seeing a movie um, with hockey in it that wasn't like the Mighty Ducks, I guess. And yeah. So that was like something that got me really like excited to watch that movie, and then I I, I came for the. You're really game. focusing on hockey. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was like, the rest of it. <laughs> I don't even know if it's <laughs> funny or whatever, but boy, this like uh, as a hockey fan, I'm just saying it's no, got no, a hook. As That's the greatest the hook. hockey film since Slapshot, I would yeah. say. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. Exactly. There's some great hockey that he hits the puck so hard. It shatters the glass. It's that, hilarious. So if you only see in the first five minutes. <laughs> no, uh, but other than that, like yeah, like I, I got roped into it in that way, and then um, it's just so funny. Like that scene when he's talking to his girlfriend on the intercom is yes. so funny to me, and 
and the reveal the next morning. I just I, I thought that scene was so fun. I was like ten years old. And myself. Shooter McGavin's a great Shooter villain. McGavin's amazing. He's such a great villain. He's such yeah, a piece of shit. The weird, such a piece of shit. There's the weird Ben Stiller storyline about like the oh yeah with the home. grandma. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so great, <laughs> really funny. <laughs> the, when the the air conditioner falls on the yeah wall. the Mister Mister Lady yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those movies are so quotable. They're like yeah. I mean they're like yeah. the, those Adam Sandler movies. Shot. It was interesting when you said the comedy for the sake of comedy who feels like the logical uh successor to that brand of comedy is it like the i mean it feels like maybe the lonely island dudes yeah i guess they're i guess they're jokes first yeah uh, yeah yeah i like pop star a lot but pop star is like really joke forward it's yeah. like less satirical and joke yeah. forward yeah yeah, yeah. I- i'm trying to think like because I just don't think we make... Yeah, Hot Rod is just... Hot Rod. It's just... Yeah, Hot Rod. Hot Rod is exact... It even has, like, the same formula of the early right. Adam Sandler movies. Of, yeah. We need $10,000 for right. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let's go get it. And then that joke... It's just in the tree you hang jokes off of, like, yeah. Christmas ornaments. Right. Are we in, like, a down phase for comedy movies? It kind of feels like it, right? I mean... I think this has been a shitty year for movies yeah. in general. Yeah. So it's hard to say. But shit, like, I was having this conversation. I like Pop Star. I really like I like yeah, Pop Star. I love right. Pop Star. Pop was, Star was very I think funny. that was my favorite comedy this year. And I feel like it's one that you're going to, like, it's going to get funnier every single time you watch it. Like, who is, who has the, like, who is the dominant comedic leading actor or actress, though, right now? Like, I mean, like, the, you're like a Will Ferrell or like well, an Eddie McCarthy, Murphy. McCarthy, probably. Yeah, Spy probably. was fantastic. Spy was really yeah. good. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, MacGruber, I think at once every... It's kind of like a presidential election. I think once every four years, there's, like, a, a movie that comes out that probably shouldn't have been made that's yeah. nothing but jokes. And Most of the best comedies seem like they probably shouldn't have been made. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, and I, MacGruber, to me, was, like, a, a perfect comedy. It's there's so MacGruber too. Yeah, right? I ran into Yorma Tacone and I... Tacone, Tacone? Tacone. Tacone. Yorma Tacone. I think it's on you. Faraci. It's on you to decide. Faraci. Yorma Tacone. And because uh, I, I was like, is this really like this is – we always hear rumors, but like nobody fucking saw MacGruber. So yeah. like is this – and it's really happening and they have a script and it opens with MacGruber in prison. Oh, so uh, so uh, I'm really excited. I, yeah. MacGruber is like a perfect movie. It it's really so is. It really is a perfect comedy. It, who like it? Does it feel like I mean like Adam Devine? They're trying to make happen. Do we think that's going to happen? I, he's a nice. He's a nice guy. I did his Comedy Central show. He was yeah. great. But like he is a nice guy. But yeah. I, I feel like he always has to be too cool he's like one of those guys that when he loses he also wins yeah and i think that i think that's the thing that makes the early sandler movies work compared to what happens recently is in those first movies he's a loser yes he's like a 28 year old who lives with his grandma or his dad and like everything's going awfully for him but in the later movies, he's married to Selma Hayek. Yeah. Like, he was, like, a successful agent that moves back to his hometown in the only big house. And all of his friends are idiots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. He, like, looks down on him. You can't yeah. take a pie in the face when you're looking down on yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's why, like, Melissa McCarthy's good is because she can be the butt of the joke. Because, you ha- like, in order to be, like, the carry the thing is you kind of have to be, like, a fool. Yeah. I mean... And as you get too fa- like Will Ferrell stopped being a fool, you know? Yeah. 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 
Uh, a great one. Well, I mean, Kevin we, Hart's the biggest. Uh, Kevin Hart is. Uh, that yeah. is Kevin Hart. I can't. Very racist. Very racist of all of us. And, <laughs> he doesn't really make our movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of fuck. It's Kevin Hart and like The Rock a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The Rock it's is not for The Rock is <laughs> The Rock is the ultimate movie. Star. The Rock is the ultimate movie. Star. I kind of want to see Kevin Hart's comedy. His comedy special movie. This concert movie that he did in like Philadelphia, the, because in the football it's, stadium. It's intercut with like action scenes. Yeah. Is it really? really? Yeah, they showed – I saw like a 15-minute like reel of it and it's him but it's also like you know, he's like driving a car real fast. And he's being funny while he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Driving a car real fast. There's a helicopter chasing him. There's things blowing up. I don't know if it's just the intro to the movie or if this is cut throughout the movie but it was like high quality. And if you look at the poster for the movie, it's Kevin Hart looking out across a destroyed city. Yeah, where a question mark has been burned into the into the ground. It's a flaming question mark. Oh my god! It's like really like crazy. Yeah. Do you think it's he crazy also poster. plays the villain? <laughs> I bet he also plays the um, villain. He might. He might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets into an argument with or uh, Romani Malco, and then yes. they reprise their argument from Four uh, Year Old Virgin. What we're done with the first round already? It flew by, ladies and gentlemen. Punch Drunk Love, Billy Madison, Reservoir Dogs. And Happy Gilmore all off the board. Brendan Fraser sitting uh, patiently in the waiting room still. Uh, we're not kicking off. Like every audition room in Hollywood. For <laughs> 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 Brendan. Uh, Sergio, you have the first shot at Brendan Fraser's salvation. Oh, you have hey, the first pick of the what? second round. Brendan Fraser, come on down. What? what? I'm going with, uh, I'm taking it off the table. Yeah. The Mummy. The mummy's <laughs> coming off the board. The mummy's the fucking pick. Hey. What? What's We're doing so it. Yes, <laughs> mummy. I was I was pick. ready to make fun of you when you said Encino Man. The mummy. Look, I'm getting nostalgic with it, but you know, it brought me all kinds of uh, thrills and chills when I was a child. Love thrills and chills. Uh, Absolutely. So many thrills. And so chills. many thrills and chills. You got some. At the time, groundbreaking special effects. Yeah, no, you no. got Brendan Fraser. No, it was not. Being, it was horrible. <laughs> it was being, horrible. At the Brendan time. Fraser being real <laughs> clever and, and he's like, he's like, he was like my Indiana Jones. Brendan yeah, Fraser. it was. Like, <laughs> it was like, what if Indiana Jones had Down syndrome? <laughs> you got a smoking hot babe in uh, with uh, Rachel Vice. You got a cool villain with the guy who's not Billy Zane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's great. It's a great movie. You're so, you sarcastically picked it. I am not. No, I love it. I true, that movie is. I had heard heart. you say when I was ranting about how much I hate Universal Studios. You're like, the Mummy ride is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It goes backwards. Made in Made in 1999, uh, as foretold in the Prince song. Uh, the, the Mummy budget 80 million dollars, which is a lot. It made 415 million dollars. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say we yeah. talk about the groundbreaking special effects that The Matrix and Star Wars Episode <laughs> 1 were both released that same year and The Mummy looks like a Sega CD-ROM game. <laughs> so, say, I just want to never I wanted to say a that. Face get uh, in the sand. You never saw a face in the sand like you did <laughs> yeah, yeah. in those movies. When was the last time you Watch the mummy <laughs> a month ago. No wow. joke. It's impossible. <laughs> they don't even make that on DVD it's, it's or on Netflix. <laughs> They've it's, disappeared. It. I mean, everything connecting back to our man Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who later who later started to come in off the got, Scorpion uh, King. Big boost to the Scorpion King. Yeah. yeah. Also, 
more or less unwatchable. Yeah, also really, but, but yeah. for some reason, it sort of launched him into another echelon of stardom. So if you're listening at home and you want and you want to vote for Sergio, you can sort of loosely attribute The Rock's career to The Mummy. There you go. Yeah, so I thought you, you were going to address The Rock. Yeah, so if you're listening Rock, at home, The Rock. If you're listening at home. <laughs> yeah, hit me up at SergioCCernet.com. Sergio and I have been working on a ballers pilot, and we would love for you to... <laughs> this is spec script. Yeah. Somebody gets lost on a boat. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the mummy... I will say... I will... If you the... pick the mummy returns right now... <laughs> I wanted to go the mummy, but I also, I kind of think this is the superior movie. It's the Empire Strikes Back of the series. No, uh, it is one of the few action movies other than The Mummy Returns available in this draft sandler and buscemi not making a ton of big budget popcorn thrillers uh except for one notable one i uh that's so so that that's any more any more discussion on the mummy any other takes i I think i said all of my opinion (laughs) devin you're 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 i would say at least in this room the foremost expert on on movies of all the movies ever made, where would you put the mummy? Oh, I would just be, like number wise. It would be like, like let's just say we've made like nine hundred thousand movies already. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna put it safely in the seven hundred fifty thousand range. <laughs> not bad. Like, I mean, like you know, it's like the bottom third, but yeah, not like yeah. not like right at the worst. bottom. Like, yeah. But right below that is all the Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number 700,000 on the all-time list. But number five in the all-fantasy everything airheads draft is The Mummy, uh, which means I have, I have the next pick in the, in the airheads draft. And I've got to gotta look at this for just for one second. Oh, oh my God. All right, I've got I to gotta dip back into the Buscemi pool, and I am now going to take Con Air. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was I wouldn't I wouldn't have taken it except it was on CMT the other night, which is country music television, and that is a terrible, eminently rewatchable movie. It is a you can jump in at any point. Uh, John Cusack's in it wearing big khakis and sandals while fighting crime. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the only time sandals have been worn in a movie while fighting crime, which I think catapults it up the the list. Uh, it's just it's just so rewatchable, and Steve Buscemi is so creepy. But also one of the most redeemable characters in it, because though he plays a child rapist in the movie, he doesn't rape the one child we see him with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is the hero's journey. <laughs> the hero's journey. He's free at the end of the movie. He's in Vegas, like playing playing roulette. It's amazing. Again, not raping any children. You know, he takes himself to a casino where you can't even have kids. You yeah. know, because oh, he wants to get better. Keeps him the, the temptation away. He wants to yeah, get better. Good. Yeah, I like Con Air because it's one of the rare movies that is constantly restating the premise. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you could jump in at any point where they're like, if you're just watching it and you see a plane with a bunch of like guys in prison jump suits, yeah. you're like, what happened here? <laughs> Five seconds later, there's a scene going like, we gotta get this prison plane. <laughs> I think uh, Conair is really uh, this is a really important piece of film history happening here. This is a yeah. time when um, we thought that John Cusack might be like an action star. Right? Like, how yeah, weird yeah. was that that Hollywood decided that John Cusack might be an action star? It's so weird. When I was <laughs> I was talking about it at work the day after I saw it on TV, and I had to like for a second in my head be like, that was John. That Cusack, is John right? Cusack, right? Yeah, it's That's like such a weird role for him. Yeah, 
He went on to be like to play not action here, but like actiony, almost like indie action, like Gross Point yeah, Blank. Yeah, Gross, Point, well, Gross Blank. Point Blank. But like Conair's action, like, full it's blown. exploding it's shit. A, it's a Bruckheimer shit. movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Thick in that movie. Oh, you got you got Nick Cage, you Built. got Cusack, you got Buscemi, you got Dave Chappelle, Chappelle's oh, no. John in it. Malkovich. Yeah, it's a great cast. It's a star-studded yeah. cast. Malkovich playing kind of a tough guy too. Cyrus the virus. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is funny that the baddest guy of them all is John Malkovich. John Malkovich, <laughs> Hollywood Republican John Malkovich. <laughs> it's so weird. If you, in the movie you kind of buy into it that like a uh, Cusack. Uh, Nicholas Cage and John Malkovich are fighting. But if you saw Cusack, Malkovich, and Nicholas Cage fighting on the street, I feel like that would be one of the clumsiest fights of all time. Oh yeah, a lot of wild swing and punches, <laughs> some slapping. I bet I, there'd be some I light slapping. Stop! 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 Yeah. Oh, 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 no. Cusack's <laughs> tapping out early. <laughs> I hear. I here's where I will differ, and this could just be me being really stupid right now. Okay, but I can. I buy Cusack as an action star. Mostly because if you look at his whole career and say anything, he's a kickboxer. That is true. Oh, that yeah. is a weird. That is right. So like instantly, like you see him being a young kickboxer. Yeah, oh, theoretically, he could become a cop or a hitman. Yeah, that is I, a good point. I, I never, like... I never think of him as a kickboxer in that movie. No, never. exactly. Because yeah. like it's like such a throwaway. Like yeah. it's like what's the most interesting thing a kid could be. <laughs> And in High Fidelity, he's an Army Ranger on leave, I believe, right? Yeah, that's... <laughs> he's a CIA wet work specialist uh, who's deep undercover at a record store. Yeah, he's been dispatched to kill Elliot Smith and make it look like an accident. <laughs> All right, Conair, uh, again, just, I mean, Steve Buscemi's in it, and I love him in it, but Nicolas Cage with that hair, that hair, that hair Cameron Poe. Oh, my God. I love that movie. But we'll move on from Con Air discussion right now and get to Sean O'Connor, who has his second pick, the third pick of the second round. My With my next pick, I am going to be picking from Steve Buscemi. Ah. And I am going to take The Big Lebowski. The, perfect. Uh, it's a really great movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, what can I say about The Big Lebowski that hasn't been written about Countless times. Incessantly, yeah. Incessantly, or s- said by a bunch of people bowling, ironically. Right, absolutely. <laughs> or, like, uh, quoted in their Tinder profile. Well, that's right? how good the movie is, that these people can't ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's how good. That's Imagine yeah. a movie that's so good that these irritating people cannot ruin it. And they are trying so fucking yeah. hard. So fucking hard. Well, you... white... Let me get a white Russian man while I'm over here bowling in my... Uh... They, ha- they have Lebowski Fest every yeah. year. They have Lebowski they Fest. Yeah. And, like, they celebrate, like, just extra... Extras in the <laughs> like that guy has to take off his job at FedEx. <laughs> John Turturro has had a brilliant storied oh. career, but the thing people think of him uh, probably most is is as uh, the Jesus. The Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of child rapists. Yeah. Speaking of child rapists. Yeah. Back to back child. Back to back child. And we get a third. <laughs> the Mummy Bride also had a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> at least working somewhere on the movie, there were child rapists for sure. <laughs> uh, Totoro uh, uh, is directing a movie about That's the Jesus right, right about, now. Is oh, he going to? Wow. Is he playing he's him playing as him. well? Yeah, okay, good. yeah, playing the Jesus, and it's about it's a remake of a French sex farce about two thieves who meet a woman, and maybe they kidnap her. I'm not sure. Uh, and she's never had an orgasm, 
so they're gonna they're competing to be the first person to give her an orgasm. Huh, wow. So it's the Jesus in that in that story. And at some point, he's probably exonerated from his child rape. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I yeah. wonder is like because the child rape thing is never clearly decided if it's true or not. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's kind of it's kind of like it's innuendo. It's, yeah, it's yeah. chatter amongst friends who right. don't like him. Yeah, right. like how like at work we yeah. constantly <laughs> are saying our one coworker is a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. We're fine. We like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Drew, speaking of like Lebowski fans and stuff like that, Devin, you've you've written about uh, and I think gotten gotten in some hot water on Twitter, which is just a place full of hot water for talking about uh, like fan fiction, almost right? Yeah, for talking about fandom and stuff like that. Yeah, do you consider like Lebowski Fest a form of? Like fan fiction or like fandom gone crazy? It's fandom gone. But here's – it's weird. I yeah. think Lebowski Fest is sort of like people who define their lives by how much they like bacon or yes. pizza. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like this is a thing that's – you just because you don't have a personality doesn't mean that being that much into the Big Lebowski is going to actually gift you a personality. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I feel like that is. Yeah. I. It's uh, – what I like about Big Lebowski is that the fan base doesn't understand the irony <laughs> of the character <laughs> the dude. The dude is not who you aspire to. <laughs> The dude is kind of a punchline. And everyone's like, that's how you win. That's the guy. That's the philosophy I like. I want a rug that ties the room together just like he has. Oh, it is. I mean, it's a beautiful movie too, with those dream sequences and everything. It is both. It's both hilarious oh, it's and beautiful. It's it's such a great movie, and it's a movie that I watched when I was younger, and I don't think I understood it. Like yeah. I watched it when I was yeah. like twelve, and then. When I was in my 20s, it was playing at midnight at the IFC. Like, I was, like, 21, and I went, and I was like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Yeah. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. so perfect. It's just so perfectly put together. And even though it's really, I mean, it's it's a stupid movie. I mean, purposefully a stupid movie, but it's, like, so smartly stupid. Only the Coen brothers can do that. Yeah. I, I love it. Oh, yeah, Burn After Reading, kind of a similar oh, thing. Such, so yeah. dumb, but so, so dumb, smart. but so smart about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic. You've gone high culture, low culture with your first two picks, Billy Madison and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> That's me, baby. Devin Faraci <laughs> from Birth Movies Death and from and from a special place in all of our hearts by this point in the podcast. You have uh, your second pick, the final pick. Uh, you know, room. I was considering going with the Brendan Fraser, but n- now I felt bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we all – there's a lot of Brendan. empathy in this room. I just like – he, he has it tough these days, so yeah. I felt like a lot. But um, I'm actually going to go with Fargo. Beautiful. Uh, back to back. Because I brothers. just don't know that that's going to last. I don't. I, yeah, Bichette, I don't yeah. Bichette, it wouldn't Bichette have made it past so deep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Fargo, um, one of the great movies of all time. Fully. And Buscemi is incredible in it. Uh, I just love him in it. And uh, I can watch that movie anytime, any day. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah, I feel like he's going to have the best one. <laughs> the two of you definitely have the best list so far because uh, Sergio and I have Con Air and the Mummy, respectively. <laughs> Just a reminder, both of those went off the board before The Big Lebowski and Fargo. I, I really feel people. like... A couple of fucking idiots over here. Ethan and Joel Cohen are blowing their brains out. <laughs> The, Fargo is an amazing movie, and of course, it spawned now an amazing television show. Uh, Frances McDormand, oh, just oh, on yeah. fucking so fire in that movie. She's so good. Uh, Steve Buscemi plays her partner in it, right? Is that right? Uh, I haven't seen it. No, in a while. he's one of the. He's no, he's one, one of the, the bad guys. One of the bad guys. Yeah, 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 that's what I said. That's, that's what what exactly what you said. Yeah. So, yeah, I heard <laughs> yeah. that. I we heard all that. heard it. Yeah, Sergio, jeez, chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fuck. I heard the first time I saw Fargo, and incidentally, the only time I've seen Fargo was. Uh, 
just a beautiful night in college. We went out, just broke, but we saved all our money up and went out to a steakhouse. And then we got college drunk and sat around and watched Fargo. Oh, we had been snowboarding earlier in the day. Just a pleasant day. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> day, I had no idea you were such a cool dude. Yeah, I, was a, I was a pretty cool guy. I suck now pretty hard, but back then I was snowboarding and eating steak. Real, real men's rights activist. Of a man. <laughs> uh, Fargo, deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, and then placed in the Library of Congress. Right Which next I, to the mummy. Yeah, right, <laughs> right next to the mummy. That Sergio snuck in there. <laughs> and hid in a copy of Birth of the Nation. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's an amazing movie. Does anyone – I mean it's, it almost goes without saying. Does anyone else have anything to say about Fargo? Everyone just brings it in that movie like yeah. from top to bottom. Like everyone's so great. Buscemi, yes. Peter Stormare. Um, yeah, but like you are saying, like Frances McDormand is just – she's so incredible. Like I love that movie and uh, – I really wish I picked that instead yeah, of the movie. Because yeah. <laughs> you definitely wow. yeah. Nice Peter Stormare pull off yeah, the top man. of the head. He's too. great. I yeah. love him. I think he's great in everything. Who, where does the, I mean, we just had two of the Coen Brothers' finest works. Where do those, Fargo and Big Lebowski, I mean, they're jousting for the top position of their of their. It's so funny. Catalog, just, right? You know what? The other day I was talking to somebody about, the, somebody had said that, that the best Coen Brothers movie was True Grit. Which is, I think, mm. a really weird position. That is um, a weird opinion. But uh, then we started talking about, like, well, what is the best Coen Brothers movie? And there's no answer. There isn't. You there... can't. There's just no way. And from like minute to minute, your mind's going to change on which is the best. Yeah, because yeah. with Tarantino, you can easily you can say like, oh, it's Pulp Fiction, right? Because that's like the easy one to pick out. It's maybe the most iconic. But there isn't all the Coen Brothers movies. They're kind so of, good. They're yeah. all so sitting on the top shelf so together. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I, I think I like how they can bounce between genres and stuff. Right. Yeah. I really. I mean, although the best one is probably Miller's Crossing. I mean, Miller's Crossing is really brilliant. Yeah. Fargo is really up there. Uh, yeah, Lebowski. I mean, Lebowski. I mean Raising yeah. Arizona is like oh, one I of the Raising Arizona is unreal. Yeah. Uh, a, a serious man. If you're a, if you're, that's the one, right? Not, that's the yeah. uh, that's the very Jewish one. That's the very Jewish one. Yeah, yeah. I re- that came out of the Embrace same time the as mystery. like a single Great man, movie. which was the Tom Ford yes. movie, and I got always confused. With, that's great if you if you grew up Jewish I, and I, which I did and maintain a Judaism. Uh, it's amazing. It's so funny and like a lot of it hits home. And I've heard people who like grew up like actually in that era like it's like a fucking carbon copy. I mean, yeah, even of like a serious man is amazing, which people I think sleep on a little bit. Even yeah. movies like The Man Who Wasn't There, I think that is like a really weird one. Yeah, is terrific. Like if you go back and rewatch that. It is terrific. Well, even like the the Lady Killers too, which was yeah. like their, which I think people would maybe point yeah. to. I maybe have to I'm as not their sure. worst yeah. movie. That, right? I think that's their worst. movie. Yeah, that's yeah. their worst movie. But it's also like intolerable, an okay oh, movie. intolerable cruelty. Oh, actually, no, actually, right. I don't think that's that one's bad. That's Those hard to justify. That, that one is as bad as they can get. And it's still Which is a probably a movie high. you'd watch on an airplane. Yeah, I would definitely watch it. It's still a movie that Brendan Fraser wishes he was in. Yeah. God, we would kill to be in that. <laughs> well, speaking of Brendan Fraser, uh, Devin, you have the you have the first pick of the third round and the option of take wait, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. He yeah, has the first pick. you have the first pick of the third round and the option to 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 alleviate some of Brendan Fraser's. I'm gonna do it. I've been thinking some about of the intolerable cruelty that's been demonstrated to him. I'm gonna do it. I've been thinking about it. I'm gonna pick a movie that I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with or not. Um, uh, a movie called Gods and Monsters. God, uh, gods. <laughs> gods. 
and monsters. <laughs> Our friend Ben has an impression of Sean Connery at the 1998 Golden Globe. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Ben Hoffman. Yeah. So then you are familiar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love that movie. It's maybe the only really great performance anybody ever got of Brendan Fraser. A biopic, right? It's a biopic about James Whale, the guy that directed Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein may be one of the greatest movies of all time. And James Whale was a closeted gay man in yeah. Hollywood. And um, this is about his later life. Um, Ian McKellen plays him. And uh, Brendan Fraser is like the pool boy that comes to live with him. And uh, uh, it's uh, this tension and old Hollywood, new Hollywood, gay, straight, like, and, and you know, youth, age. It's really great. Uh, Bill Condon directed yeah. it, uh, who's a, a really good filmmaker. Um, I think it's just a really wonderful movie. And I want to get a good Brendan Fraser movie. And That's right. Really, yeah. That'd be nice, I think, I feel like. That's the only <laughs> bottle sure. of top shelf Brendan yeah. Fraser available. I, think, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about, about School that. Ties. Because Great. I really like, like school ties. He doesn't like Jews, so I, that's very like, that's very recognizable. You for most Americans, that? yeah, most <laughs> Americans get that. Uh, most of the, you're, you're going for the Trump demographic, yeah, for the but, cuckheads. But yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with gods and monsters. Gods and monsters. Which, and I will say that is upsetting because I was about to select gods and monsters. You were gonna take it just to do really? gods and monsters. <laughs> It's a movie I have never seen. I, I just read a Wikipedia page about it like two years ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to see that. It was uh, released. Have you seen it yet? No. I haven't seen it either. I think maybe it was released in 1998. Also, Ian McKellen's in it. It seems like Lynn Redgrave. What a fucking name that is. <laughs> Lynn Redgrave. Everyone say Lynn Redgrave. Not at the same time, just separately. Lynn Redgrave. Really lean into it. Get some velvet in your voice. I can't do that. Well, as much as you <laughs> I have vocal fry. Yeah. Well, say it with vocal fry. Let's hear. Redgrave. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Devin? Lynn Redgrave. Ooh, I like that. Sergio? Lynn Redgrave. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you doing an impression you of can, me? You put, kind of a fun... <laughs> you put a fun California spin on it. Yeah. Lynn Redgrave. All right. Fantastic. Well, the Lynn Redgrave movie, Gods and Monsters, (laughs) which also features Brendan Fraser, uh, the first movie off the shelf in the third round, which means Sean O'Connor... All right. It's time gonna... to add to your collection of Billy Madison and the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's going to seem controversial, but I have to go Mummy Returns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, that would be a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a mistake. <laughs> but I will say I'm definitely going to take with my third pick. Yeah. The Wedding Singer. Ooh, nice. The Wedding I Singer. I think it is. I mean, like, here's why. It's my mom's favorite movie. <laughs> okay. okay. She loves The Wedding Singer. And it's like, as a kid, I, I, I remember it was actually the first movie I was ever disappointed in. Yeah. Because, like, as something happens when you're a kid, you get so excited about this movie. Yeah. Like, you go in. It's like why I hated Anchorman the first time I saw it. Because I was like, this movie's going to be amazing. And it was like, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. Right. But then I like, like Anchorman. But The Wedding Singer, I went in thinking it was going to be Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison, and now he's like a sweet guy. Right. Yeah. Like, it was he's a trying bit to cross a, over a little it, bit. It was yeah. a crossover film, and I didn't like it at first. But then my mom loved it, and she would watch it like <laughs> – and I would be there, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. But then I started watching it, and I'm like, oh, I really like The Wedding Singer. Yeah. It gets great performances out of Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi's in another uh, double dipper. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. John Lovitz. Uh, John Lovitz has a great villain. I would love Glenn to hear Julia. him say Lynn Redgrave. 
Yeah. Lynn Redgrave. Thank you for stopping by, John. Uh, well, your mom loved it. She would. She was probably a, a lady about town in the eighties. In a the eighties, yeah. yeah, she was a prostitute. <laughs> Constantly getting in and out of DeLoreans. <laughs> uh, also, what's what is Adam Sandler's friend's name? Who has kind of a bigger role? In that? His friend who dresses like Michael Jackson. Uh, oh, uh, Alan, Alan Covert. Covert. Alan it, Covert. Was, it was the first appearance of Alan yeah. Covert. <laughs> and it's a pretty, it's a kind of a lot of Alan it Covert. It is. He has one funny line in it where it's definitely just his lack of acting ability. Yeah. But he says, they were coons. <laughs> 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 I really like that. The soundtrack's great. Yeah. It's a big movie for karaoke. Yeah. yeah. A gigantic movie for karaoke. Yeah. It also has like one of those... I know it's set in 1985, but it's not really set in 1985. Right. It's like one of those things where it's set in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like Just the time to make general. the donuts commercial came out in 1981, and they're still watching it to be like... Uh, oh, my God. That's, that played... <laughs> that did probably play... Non-stop. As a New Yorker, that played non-stop, the time to make donuts commercial. Oh, So okay. I, will, I will give them the pass oh, on Oh, yeah. One. Listen... <laughs> it's approved. I'm a New Yorker. I was living. I was living in New York in, in, in the '80s, uh, 100% not nonstop. Well, then I. This is Long Island, right? Isn't that where it's set? Yeah, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Right. Uh, uh, upstate New Jersey. Is it, okay, yeah. So it's New try- Jersey. It's set. This is actually interesting. It's set in the same town as Blended is set. Really? So blended a sequel to the wedding? Is there an Adam yeah. Sandler verse? Oh, no. oh, there is definitely an Adam Sandler verse. There's a lot of carryover, <laughs> uh, like carryover now, and. Uh, his b- band member, uh, played by Alexis Arquette, is also in Blended as the same character, a little older, obviously. But then uh, she's the announcer for like the Little League game they go to. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is it, it, Blend is technically a sequel to. Is uh, somebody writing Adam Sandler verse found fi- like fan fiction? Are they like creating the connective tissue? We at SandlerCon, we've kind of started piecing this together. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a lot of characters that come back. Like Fifty First Dates is attached to uh, Jack and Jill. Really? Yeah. So those are set in the same <laughs> universe. <laughs> You know how Stephen King did the Dark Tower yeah. and then all of his books are connected to it? Yeah. What yeah. is going to be Sandler's Dark Tower? Oh, yeah. The <laughs> I'll tell you what it wasn't. Pixels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, wait, f- fuck, The Wedding Scene. That is a good movie. That's kind of, that's kind of the end of his peak. It is. That, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then he went too sentimental with Big Daddy. Right. Yeah. Like, so you had... Got you too saccharine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, good ass pick. You now have Billy Madison, The Big Lebowski, and The Wedding Singer. Uh, sounds like my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a blockbuster is going out of business. <laughs> uh, it's now on me. It's time for my third pick, the third pick of the third round, and I am going to go uh, again with Steve Buscemi, but I'm going to make the first foray out of the world of uh, movies and into the world of television, and I'm going to take The Sopranos. Oh. Mm. Which he was, uh, he was on. Uh, he played Tony Blen, Blundetto, Tony Blundetto, a uh, criminal released from prison, who was part of the Soprano uh, crime family, trying to get his life back together. Uh, very, very bad at it, and very uh, bad at forced it. Forced Tony to kill him. Eventually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Buscemi yeah. killed. Yeah, killed by Tony Tony Soprano. But it's just such a good show. I've uh. never watched The Soprano. You have never. Oh, it's you really? from yeah. New okay. Jersey. So I've, <laughs> So I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. I grew up like uh 
with a lot of like like all the kids I went to school with, I think their their dads were definitely connected. <laughs> and when I was when I was like eleven, when all of these movies started coming to us, I decided that I was like, I'm never going to watch these movies. Yeah. And now, it's, now when you say these movies, why don't you be a little more specific? These for a Italian second? pieces of shit. <laughs> why don't you be more specific about the exact movies? Okay, that you I've never seen, seen any of the Godfather. Movies. <laughs> I've never seen Goodfellas. I've never seen The Sopranos. Yeah, that's... <laughs> these, are all, these are all pretty good. Yeah. yeah they're all pretty good. <laughs> Worth checking out. You kind of can't go wrong with watching those. Yeah. yeah. But you did, as admitted earlier in the podcast, see 36 hours of Adam Sandler <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh, and I've also seen every direct-to-video American Pie movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I mean, I guess that's a weird hole to have, but you didn't choose The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, that's true. I mean, you have that hole, but you didn't choose The Mummy. You don't, don't look that mummy. bad. <laughs> uh, but honestly... After this, I'm probably. I think eventually this year I'm going to sit down and do it. The Sopranos is amazing. The Sopranos is and there's so many good. I mean, aside from Steve Buscemi, who we'll be honest is not like a pivotal character in the show, but a really good one. Uh, So many amazing performances, not just from Gandolfini, but I mean, like so many different people. It's so fucking good. Uh, Probably the birth of prestige television as we know it right now. Absolutely, yeah. So it launched, I mean, the the thing where, like, some of the best, you know, art on film is now being made just for for television. And it kind of s- started with The Sopranos. It also kick-started Don't Start Believing into being, the, like, the song that's so overplayed now. Because you hadn't heard that for, like, right. ten years. Right, and right, now, right. Now it's as big as Living on a Prayer or bigger. I didn't mind. It's like the Cheese Dick song. It's such a Cheese Dick song. It's such a fucking New Jersey-ass Cheese Dick song. It really is. Like, yeah. it, it truly is. Like, you know, like, a girl Tiffany is singing it. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a lot of the lyrics wrong. Yeah. <laughs> The, I fucking love this. They, the Sopranos was so big at some point, like Italian food restaurants would just have these nights like on Sundays where it's like, come right. on in and watch it and we'll give you Italian food. They called marinara gravy, which was the first time I'd ever heard. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we, Goodfellas was the first that's time. That's what we do. We call it gravy. Yeah, you guys yeah. call it gravy, yeah. right? The fuck is that about? <laughs> gravy is gravy, no, isn't gra- it? No, gravy, that's for white people. What do you guys gravy, <laughs> gravy uh, is different. What do you guys call like Thanksgiving gravy? I guess we just call it gravy too. That's awesome. Like, gravy. Yeah, like we're it's, not that bright. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. It's like how uh, well, I would call marinara sauce Lynn Red Gravy. Lynn Red gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Laser! <laughs> Shout out to Pete Holmes. Or I'm just co-opting Laser. Uh, all right, so I, I took the Sopranos with my third pick. Uh, Sergio, it's time to build on the empire that, <laughs> that you've started putting together with of the mummy pick. I really, I really don't want you guys to hate me after this. We'll not hate you. Um, but I gotta go with from Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Armageddon. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I was worried for a second because I, I didn't. Okay, I love that. I love that movie. It's it's awful. It's terrible. It's fucking it's, great though. There are like bizarre moments like. Uh, the uh, animal crackers scene and that like, is weird. It's just so like oh, I remember watching it when I was a, a killer kid. Aerosmith song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, this is something that I've been too embarrassed to admit. But um, my first CD I ever bought with my own money was the Armageddon soundtrack, oh, that's <laughs> and good. it was just so I could listen to that song, even though it was already on the radio all the time. Mine was, yeah. uh, jo- but you mine didn't was... want to miss a thing. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to miss a thing. Want... <laughs> 
<laughs> you come in halfway through that song. You missed several exactly. times. Exactly. Yeah. My uh, first, that's a good, I mean, I'll, we'll go off on this tangent really quick. My first was Jock Jams that I bought oh, with my great, own yeah. Yeah. You're ready for this. Yeah. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. I was fully ready for it. Sean? Mine was Best of Queen. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, uh, do you remember? I'm old, so it was vinyl, uh, yeah. but it was uh, Pink Floyd The Wall. Oh, oh, God. Cool. You guys both have fucking cool <laughs> ass <laughs> ones. <laughs> Armageddon soundtrack and jock jams. <laughs> we also have the worst list so far. <laughs> what uh, what do you think is the worst of the four? Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think it is the Armageddon soundtrack. Yeah. What yeah, other song it, was it? It was like um, yeah, that CZ Top song. Oh, good. Um, it was all awful. It was the Aerosmith version of um, Sweet Emotion. Okay. Yeah, and then it was a bunch of like... Leaving on a music. jet plane? Yeah, yeah that... Uh, I think oh, it was like, like soundtracks where it's like uh, songs from and inspired by. I think oh, it might have been picture. Yeah. So like, yeah. not, it isn't even in the movie. It's yeah. just shit they put on there. As well as like pieces of score from throughout right. the movie. Yeah, it was just, you know... I think Buscemi in um, Armageddon is amazing because he has the same problem that Ren has in Ren and Stimpy. They both have space madness. Yeah. Uh, there's an episode of Ren and Stimpy where he gets space madness. <laughs> it's great. He also – he's the best character in Armageddon yeah. Uh, yeah. by far. Like, I mean, like, I his storyline's incredible. <laughs> like, t- taking money out of <laughs> <to go laughs> the shark because yeah. he know yeah. he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. It's nice to see a scumbag. You know what I mean? Like, in a heroic movie. Yeah. That was fucking that's – a, that's a Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer yeah. banger. and a good cast, too. I mean, you got Michael Clark Duncan. I yes. mean, Bruce Willis. Rest in power Affleck, Michael Clark Duncan um, Owen Wilson yeah. right yeah. Owen Wilson Briefly. Liv Tyler like Liv Tyler. peak Liv Ooh, Tyler peak oh, Liv yeah. Tyler uh, Billy Bob Thornton oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah it's great William Robert Thornton yeah yeah I like the premise of the movie I like the idea that it's easier to train Miners to be astronauts and astronauts <laughs> to fucking run a drill. Yeah. I yeah. like that premise. I really, it's they just stuck true. with it. It's probably true. You think it's an astronaut yeah. just couldn't run a drill? You just send them up there. <laughs> it's like, here's a drill. You're an astronaut. Like, figure it out. Like, no, no, no. they don't have yeah, the grit. I mean, a lot of manpower. Physicists. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're either fighter pilots or physicists. They could have just said fighter pilots up there. They probably would have been fine. Part of the, of course, asteroid movie wars of uh, of 1990-whatever, 1998. Uh, yeah, with uh, Armageddon Deep and Deep, Deep Impact. Impact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Deep Impact being like the realistic one. Right. Right, uh, a little more yeah. grounded, which is what we want out of asteroid disaster movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was Armageddon's a fun fucking movie. Yeah, that's a it's, very nineties movie up, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you did you see it recently? <laughs> I have. I think the last time I watched it was about a year ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah. It's 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 easy to watch because you know how awful it is, but it's like so much fun. I'm so matter. excited as the guy who's never seen Godfather and yeah. Goodfellas <laughs> to not have the shittiest taste. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I think that this is the first movie we've chosen so far that's on the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon's a Criterion movie. So, is Lebowski and Fargo haven't gotten Criterion? No, they they don't they don't license it out. They make wow. they make too much money. For they just them. existed as Criterion movies anyway. Yeah, They're but just, yeah. but this is officially officially the Criterion. criterion. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And that the Armageddon. Rock, the Rock also is a Criterion. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's an in a, Michael Bay, innovative action movie director. Yeah. I like yeah. the the Animal Crackers scene. Going back to that, it's kind of tra- <laughs> it's, it's kind of uh, I mean, like Graham Crackers were initially uh, initially invented as an anti masturbatory device, <laughs> and then here they are in the form of Animal Crackers. 
Very sexualized. Very sexual. Yeah. Very sexual. Like it looked like Affleck. It was Affleck, right? It was yeah, Affleck. Was yeah. gonna yeah. put the animal cracker in her vagina. Yeah, I think that oh, yeah. was implied with the belly button. That yeah, 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 yeah. Like, next up, pussy. Or he was fucking too. her belly button. Yeah, <laughs> could have been one or the also other. True. <laughs> yeah. He just wasn't that bright. He didn't know. Not that bright. <laughs> didn't yeah. know. Maintains that level too. Although he's probably pretty smart, but it was very drunk on that episode of Any Given Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Sergio, so you just picked uh, Armageddon with the final pick of the third round. You also have the first pick of the fourth round. Where are you going? All right, this might be cheating, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going Saturday Night Live. What the fuck? <laughs> wow! Wow! I'm going with the American Institution. Holy shit! Saturday Night Live. I want I so many great characters and. Uh, People have come out of that uh, show. Are you going the Adam Sandler or Steve Buscemi is possibly a guest? As host? a guest, I, yeah, <laughs> let's do it Sandler. I gotta, Sandler version. I, I got to go back to Sandler. Yeah, it didn't um, even occur to me to do that. Keep yeah. talking. I'm trying to interrupt <laughs> yeah. you. I yeah. know. I mean, you got so many. I mean, obviously, we all watched it growing up, and yeah. like, uh, you know, it's had its ups and ups and downs, but it's it, it's remained like the best sketch comedy show on Saturday nights. Adam, yeah, I mean, Saturday Night Live is one of the funniest shows ever. Yeah. Still not as funny as you taking the mummy second. <laughs> <laughs> you now officially have Charles Rocket. Uh, That's true. Uh, I got, congratulations. I got, yeah. 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 Wait, who Rocket. votes on who wins? Uh, the just listeners? A, a, a blue ribbon panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The listeners. The yeah. listeners. So the Midwest is all for Sergio. <laughs> oh, big time Sergio. <laughs> Sergio is so down the middle. <laughs> He's like, you like sand faces? <laughs> 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 Hockey, sand faces, <laughs> animal crackers. I'm, every, I'm an every man. You are an every man. You are every woman. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Fucking. I mean, what can what can even be said about it? It's almost too big to even to boil down yeah, to I a mean, discussion. Church lady, uh, Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. Kitty Church cat, lady, astronaut. Bobby Moynihan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two most iconic. Ever. Church lady and uh, Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> kitty cat. <laughs> oh, shout outs to Bobby Moynihan. Uh, who are your Who are your favorites? This is Adam Sandler. Who are some of your favorite Adam Sandler characters from Saturday Night Live? Uh, I mean, I love the asking. Gap Girls. Those girl Those girls are funny. They're for the God damn them character. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking your Midwestern suggestion and running with it. They're great the Gap Girls. Yeah. Uh, I loved uh, Opera Man. Yes. Um, uh, anytime Adam would come on the weekend update and just play a little song. I liked Gilby. Do you remember the character of Bill- Gilby? He was like a concert reviewer. No, <laughs> I don't remember that. Every character. time he was reviewing a concert, like Norm would be like, Well, how was the Rolling Stones thing? He was like, As soon as they hit the chord for. Uh, you you can't uh, you can't always get what you want. I was thrown out of Madison Square <laughs> and beat Merciless. <laughs> so every country just got the shit kicked out of him. It's a really funny, funny character. Uh, I, since since you picked Saturday Night Live uh, via Adam Sandler, I'm now going to ask you to do your famous Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> For oh the listeners, God. if you wouldn't mind. Let's see if I can even do it. This I have to remind you, this is not Adam Sandler in the studio. This is Sergio Cerda. <clears throat> <clears throat> the headphones came off. I can't stop going to the bathroom. <laughs> I can't stop going to the bathroom. <laughs> I can only say that one line. <laughs> now do your Owen Wilson for Armageddon. <laughs> There's nothing like having your first dog. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Two flawless impressions <laughs> uh do you want to get what's the lady with the stifler's mom oh yeah <laughs> just, jennifer Coolidge. jennifer Coolidge. just while we're 
Oh my god! <laughs> so you got two impressions. You got two. Imp- <laughs> We're not gonna tell you which two. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, so Sergio, go, striking striking oil with that Saturday Night Live. That is a good pick. Uh, we're now moving on to me. This is my fourth pick, the second pick of the fourth round, and I am going to draft the, the, the titular movie of this particular podcast. I'm taking Airheads. I fucking love Airheads. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, it's a, is it a great, it's movie? a great movie? Thank you guys for it, saying that. Because yeah. I love it, and I don't know if I have good taste or not. It's of that time of dude movies. Like, yeah. Dude movies. Dude movies. Yeah. Wayne's World, Bill and Ted, Airheads. Yeah, to- just like just dude friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes there were girls involved, but no, it wasn't about that. It was about friendship. And it's like dudes, not bros. Yeah. yeah. I want to make like, that distinction. Yeah. Dudes, not bros. Yeah. 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 Yeah, what, bro- you, what is the distinction between? Because I mean, there is one. Nobody in Airheads is going to date rape anybody. Yeah, that's yeah. the distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like d- dudes are kind of like losers, but right. they they all they want to do is have fun right. and get successful, which yeah. is actually a weird trait to give <laughs> the dudes. There's a bunch but of like, slacker dudes. Yeah. They're slacker dudes, but like Wayne and Garth are like slackers, but they also want to make money with their own right. TV show. They're Bill kind of Ted. driven. Yeah. Bill and Ted want to be, they want to be in a band. Right. Airheads, they want to be in a band. Yeah. Like, but they shouldn't want anything. They're great. They That's were motivated. Why, they weren't motivated. really slackers, even though it was the slacker generation, right? Yeah. Yeah, not one. It's true. I just love that movie. It's a fun, it was on Comedy Central, I feel oh, like, yeah. every day. Every when day. I, when we were growing up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just like, every day. I watched it so many times. I still one day aspire to squirt hot sauce onto a burrito with a water gun. Uh, and now it's almost like a historical document because of them like breaking into a radio station when that was still a big deal. Yeah, right. You know, given the, if that happened now, it might not be on the news. Yeah. No, yeah. They're like, okay, yeah, you now own 98.7. Yeah, yeah. Fine. <laughs> you also inherited all of our debt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Michael Richards as like the John McClane uh, yeah. character, oh, yeah. which is super cool. That was great. Judd Nelson. Brent Chris Farley was in it playing that cop. Oh, yeah. Really funny. Another little Chris Farley role. Uh, Brendan Fraser was cool in that movie. Yeah, he was. That was that was one of the better long hair Fraser films. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the best long hair Fraser film. <laughs> uh, I, I I just I just loved it. It made it made me want to be in a rock band when I was a chubby little kid in Beaverton, Oregon. It was just fucking cool. Brendan Fraser banged super hot girls, yeah. and Adam Sandler <laughs> wanted to, you know. But this is that one—the girl who worked at the radio station. Yeah, they had the that really weird girl. flirtation. Yeah, yeah. They had that weird flirtation. I just remember when they walk in, and Adam Sandler covers his penis with his like bean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His uh, very thin, it almost looked like a like a stocking cap kind of bean, or almost yeah, like a was, uh, uh, like a do rag. Yeah, it was almost like a knitted yarmulke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the song in Airhead. Their song "Regenerate." Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good song. They played at the prison at the yeah. end of the movie. It fucking kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of actually cool. Airheads is a good movie. Airheads is a good ass movie, and I buy those three as a band. Yeah, you know, yeah Brent, they totally. have, one of them is good looking. You know, yeah. Brendan Fraser. He's the lead he, singer. Yeah, Buscemi is like the Bush, one. Buscemi looks like everyone from Death Clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, degenerated. Who? I, I I have the Wikipedia up here right now. The song played by the Lone Rangers in the film was originally uh, by hardcore punk band Reagan Youth. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah, shout out to Reagan Youth uh, on the podcast here. Yeah, fucking, I love Airheads. Uh, happy, happy I could pick it. Sean O'Connor. I didn't know it was up for grabs. Yeah. I'll tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. 
Would you? Have I don't think it I was going to pick it, but I didn't know it was up for grabs. It was up for grabs when yeah. I took it. <laughs> uh, with my next pick, which I believe is my fourth pick, it is your fourth pick. I am going to pick from Steve Buscemi. Yes, Monsters Inc. Nice. Oh, uh, okay. I really like Monsters Inc. I think it's a great, it's a great Pixar uh, movie. It's like not in my top five, but I really like it, and I genuinely can't. Uh, pick a Brendan Fraser film. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dudley do right. I really like if Buscemi gets to, like, it's a voice acting role, but still he gets to play a creep. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which is which is great. Randall it's Boggs. Got, it's got my least favorite comedian of all time, Billy Crystal. You love, you love Billy Crystal. <laughs> I love Billy Crystal. I love John Goodman. It's cute. It's fun. It's a great, it's a great kids movie. Monsters, Inc., Come aboard. Great, great James Coburn movie. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit I've never seen I've never seen Monsters Inc. Really? It's not, yeah, I don't know why. I have kind of a I have an animation hole in it's my in my resume. Way better than Monsters University. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. yeah. Which it seems opposite. Like you'd go to university and that would be the logical step it up. It was a prequel. Yeah. Well, uh it's not a top 5 Pixar movie for you. No, I yeah. think I think Pixar movies for me. I think I go uh, Ratatouille, Bugs Life, Bugs Life <laughs> one through Christ. five, Ca- Ca- Cars two. Uh, yeah, I like Ratatouille, Toy Story three, uh, Up, yeah, The Incredibles, and then I guess I would go. Uh, monsters and then monsters and how many yeah. of those do you cry through just up or a few of them toy story 3 I, oh, yeah i just I, I, I mean everyone has said it but i truly believed they were going to die yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking savage they just kill all your <laughs> thanks for your money kids <laughs> i love i love a good movie cry i fuck i'll throw, oh, i'll watch uh, that yeah. first scene from up on an airplane and yeah weep. oh yeah that, that's the only time i cry at movies now is at yeah. airplanes i mean I don't even know if I like movies. I'm watching on an airplane and I'm just bawling. Like I saw Me Earl and the Dying Girl. I don't know if I liked that movie, yeah. but I know I cried a lot. <laughs> I don't, the first time I experienced that phenomenon, I was watching The Man Without a Face and just bawling. I was probably like 11 <laughs> years old on like an airplane, just like why? <laughs> I was on an airplane next to this really attractive woman, and I was nice. watching Sing Street. <laughs> And oh. I, I started crying at a scene in Sing Street, like out of nowhere. Yeah. And then she had to go to the bathroom. And so I'm like, Quite there to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, this, to this crying fat she guy next so to her. Uh, but like, I just have, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like trying to play it cool. Like, no, I'm not sitting on a plane crying to a movie right now. Yeah. Uh, but you can't. Like, you, that's the thing about crying on a plane. Like, you you're can't just do this nothing. No, you're doing the two handed thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you're you, wiping both eyes. What well, you have to do is grab the barf bag, and pretend like you're barfing, and, <laughs> and then wipe your face like. You <laughs> That's the move. Yeah. Uh, then the lady would have stayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sidebar, if any of these three people were in Sing Street, I would have picked Sing Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fan- fantastic. So you picked uh, Monsters, Inc., Devin, Devin Faraci. You are you have your the final pick of the fourth round. I'm going to go back to uh, – I'm going to keep it uh, Buscemi. I'm going to go with Ghost World. Ghost uh, World. Very it. nice. Ghost World. His character. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his character in that movie is a character I identify with in a profound way. Yeah. Uh, there's as a guy who makes a living writing about all the shit that I like, my hobbies and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where he says, um, "I hate my interests." 
And uh, I feel that same way. Where like I feel like the stuff that I'm into is like a curse as opposed to like uh, a gift. Yeah, and I love that about that character. I've never seen that in a movie before. You got to see yourself reflected in like in, in the such piece a pro- of art. like it's nice. yeah. such a profound way because he's a guy that collects these old jazz records and stuff that he knows that nobody else in the world gives a shit about. Yeah, and uh, he feels that it's it's a curse on him, and I love that. I, you never see that. He's great. I mean, he Steve Buscemi is a dynamic actor. Certainly the most dynamic actor of these three. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Brandon but Fraser, I mean, you know. to be somebody who can do Conair Armageddon and then his, I mean, his character in Ghost World, yeah, it's just so great. Yeah, he's very versatile. Like, yeah. Uh, and his son is super cool. His son was, like, in a super cool punk band in New York when I lived there. Really? He, yeah, he was, like, 14 years old, but they would always play at Soundfix, and they were, like... These 14-year-olds who were playing, like, cool punk music. Yeah. And then one of, I think their guitarist or their drummer looked exactly like Steve Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he tells me, like, oh, my dad's a firefighter? Yeah. But, yeah, Ghost World is so great. It's such so a great movie. Great. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the last time, it's not the last Brad Renfro film, but it's like, one of his last big roles. Isn't One of his last big roles, yeah, I would say. Um, and it's like it's like peak Scarlett Johansson. Uh, peak, it really yeah, is. Yeah. It's peak Scarlett Johansson and only Thora Birch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or not only, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. It was well, it was it was so that was like it was, was it after American Beauty? It was yeah, American yeah. Beauty. She was. So here's my creepy story about American Beauty is that yeah. she was um, 16 in that movie. That's and right. And her parents had to sign off on her being topless. And since her parents were porn stars, yeah. they were pretty okay with they it. They were like, <laughs> let me sign that with my dick. <laughs> her dad's prehensile penis, which can grip a pen. That's how it <laughs> Oh, yeah, because Dora Birch was like a big part of my childhood because she was like uh, in, what was it? Hocus D- Pocus? She she wasn't Hocus Pocus. She was in Now and Then. Yeah, which I love. I think Now and Then is a movie that you could make now, and it would be. I love Now and Then. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, she was a big part of my childhood. So American when American Beauty came out, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna see my my crush naked. (laughs) And then I saw it, and I was like, okay. (laughs) And then I saw Ghost World, and she was exactly like every single girl I was attracted to. That's the thing. Enid Coleslaw is sort of like, I think there's probably like a wide swath of guys who are chasing after that one specific girl their whole life. Of course. Like, as I was watching Ghost World, I was like, enough, Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Thora Birch is speaking. (laughs) (laughs) She, yeah, she is. I mean, she is like that's an iconic, you know, that's an iconic role. Now and then, probably a lot of the when they were little girls liked that movie, and then when they got older, got into Ghost World, the two very iconic movies. Oh, with her in the Batgirl uh, mask, oh, in the Batgirl, oh, she's wearing oh, yeah, the Batgirl. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, good lord, total. I mean, big, biggest nerd. Yeah. Meltdown for a while. The comic book shop here in Los Angeles was just like a church of Enid Coleslaw. It really was. Yeah, yeah. I, I had I had a friend who goes Enid Coleslaw for Halloween a lot, and yeah. it was just like, I'll, I'll marry you right now. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to keep the mask. Yeah, on. just keep the mask on. But let's get married. Fantastic pick, Devin. Uh, Ghost World. Now we are on to the fifth round, and your final pick, your final pick of the Airheads draft. <sighs> This is hard. I don't know because a couple of my picks have been taken out from underneath me. Yeah, uh, that's I'm... the game, baby. That's my. I'm gonna try to do that as my catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, that was you guys good. like it? That's really good. That's the game. That's the game, baby. <laughs> kind of Duke Nukem. Oh that's fuck! The you know game, what, baby? I'm gonna take a page from your book. Fuck yeah, The Simpsons. Oh nice. shit! 
I just drafted The Simpsons. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 wow. What happened? <laughs> Which which particular the Steve Buscemi in The Simpsons? Sure, Adam Sandler's <laughs> probably done it too. I mean, he, Adam, it must have been Buscemi. Yeah. Buscemi definitely is because I don't think Brendan Fraser's done a voice for it, <laughs> and I don't think Sandler has. Yeah, no, it's Buscemi. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, who's Buscemi in The Simpsons? I mean, it's fair game. He's he was a character named Dwight. I literally have no idea. I'm just like, all my picks yeah. are gone, and I'm yeah. like going through IMDb, and I was yeah. like, fuck, we can do like cultural yeah, institutions. SNL really yeah. opened everything. <laughs> <laughs> so We're, fuck it. Yeah, and sense. now SNL looks like the shittiest thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was in, I, I looked it up. I looked it up on my laptop computer. He was in an episode, I don't want to know why the cage bird sings. During the 19th season, 2007. <laughs> I mean, not peak, maybe not peak Simpsons. Not, for the second time in the series, Marge helps a prison assailant. Marge meets for Dwight. Second it's time a- in the series. <laughs> God, that just sums up late periods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but written, written by uh, our boy Dana Gould. Oh, this wow. particular oh, episode. So it was probably really funny. Uh, yeah, he plays a guy named Dwight uh, who attempts to rob a bank that he and Marge are in. And Marge promises she would visit him in prison. If he turns himself in, uh, and then she breaks her promise. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Sounds like it has heart at the end. So this 2000 episode, this 2007 episode that you grabbed the tail of, and you, and you pull it out of the ground, and there it is. There it is. The greatest television show of all time. Oh, all time. <laughs> that completes a very successful draft. Yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking, like, was he on Seinfeld ever? I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a sixth and seventh round pick right now, too, by the way. <laughs> The news. <laughs> I'm taking the Oscars, guys. <laughs> so that gets me the look. On the waterfront. <laughs> uh, pretty amazing pick. I mean, really is, what's the yeah. point of even discussing The uh, Simpsons? If, yeah. if you've made it this far on this podcast, I'm assuming you're the type of person who also uh, loves The Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite show of all time. Yeah, it's, it's the fucking The most greatest. important thing. To me in the whole world. The Simpsons and Seinfeld. And yeah, oh my God. It was Jesus. picked right before I wouldn't have picked that because <laughs> I never guessed it. Uh, so The Simpsons, Devin, is your fifth pick. I'd just like to remind everyone that Sergio took the mummy second. Uh, <laughs> uh, any any other discussion on The Simpsons or on how Steve Buscemi? I would have assumed for some reason he would have been in it earlier. But maybe it's because he looks like a Simpsons character. <laughs> well, it is funny because like he was so big in the nineties, yeah. like just it was everywhere and so cool in the the nineties that yeah. you think that he would kind of play a Buscemi esque character totally, then, right? But yeah. it took forever to get him in there, huh? He was too busy working probably yeah. until two thousand seven. Look at it, look at his nineteen ninety four. Yeah, look at his. Let's pull it up right now. All it's right, it's unreal. His nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I was actually scrolling through his filmography on Wikipedia, and it took me forever yeah. to get to the year two thousand. <laughs> yeah. He's done so. He's done so many movies. All right, Steve Buscemi's nineteen ninety four. He did. Oh wow, the, the, <laughs> the Hudsucker Proxy. He appeared in – now we're giving stuff away, but fuck it at this point. The Adventures of Pete and Pete, which he was in kind of heavy, I think, right? Or at least more than one episode. Uh, Floundering, Pulp Fiction, Airheads, Somebody to Love, something called Who Do I Gotta Kill, The Search for One-Eyed Jimmy. He was in so many he was movies in so in many movies in 1994. And that's just one year out of the 90s like where he's – and like two of them are like masterpieces. I mean like it's like – it's crazy. What a good year. Wow, that's amazing. Uh – yeah, fucking Steve Buscemi. <laughs> the god Steve Buscemi. Yeah, All right, I mean, fa- the yeah. bench is so fucking deep on Buscemi. It really is. Yeah. He 
he might end up being one. I mean, of the of the ninety of of our lifetime, I mean, one of the sneakily one of the most accomplished actors. That's what you get for being like a character actor, I guess, right? Yeah, you get to yeah. work a lot. That's the thing. Be... Character actors get all the really cool opportunities. They're in a lot of really great movies. Yeah. I mean, like you get to be there. I guess you know you get to create different kinds of characters. You're not stuck playing the same dude again and again and again. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. I mean, that's what I mean, sort of what like gave me the idea to do Airheads as a as a fantasy draft topic. I was thinking about it one day. I'm like. Brendan Fraser is clearly supposed to be the dude in this movie. He's yeah. the person where all the right. studio executives were like, that's the guy. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be our fucking guy. He's the guy. leading man. Yeah, and yeah. then the other two guys who played these weirdo little roles ended up having some of the biggest careers in Hollywood history. Not that Steve Buscemi made a ton of money, but Adam Sandler, certainly one of the biggest careers yeah. in you know, comedy Hollywood I wouldn't, history. I'm sure I wouldn't turn down Steve Buscemi's no. bank account. I can't. Yep. Right. God, he's probably <laughs> sneaky didn't make a ton rich. of money, but I'm sure he's got. I'm yeah, sure yeah, he's yeah. doing Plus that firefighter pension. That's exactly you know? right. <laughs> Uh, all right, The Simpsons coming off the board. <laughs> Devin's, Devin's fifth pick, fifth and final pick. Sean O'Connor, you are now uh, you are now up. And I am going to choose mm-hmm. with my final pick. I think it's my game changer, guys. Okay. I am going to let Sergio off the hook. Okay. He's no longer going to have the worst pick of this draft. Where are you going? Because with my final selection, I am choosing Encino Man. Wow! <laughs> it is an awful film. It's so bad. And it was also the introduction of Pauly Shore as uh-huh. a movie star. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was... So it's, it's, it's a harmful yeah. movie. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's actively harmful. You have him debuting, Brendan uh, Fraser debuting. And it was like you got Rudy in it, Sean Astin. Yeah, Sean Astin. Yeah. Right before we stopped seeing Sean Astin in movies, yeah. <laughs> we traded Sean Astin for Polly Shore as a yeah. as a nation, as a culture. But, yeah. but at the same time, he it's a fun time dude movie, big he, time dude movie, big time dude movie, almost too dude. It spawned one of like if you think Sandler and Buscemi have been in movies a lot together, yeah. You don't know the half of how many movies Pauly Shore and Brendan Fraser have been in together. <laughs> because a little fun fact about Encino Man, every single Pauly Shore movie from uh, Encino Man to about, I guess, Jury Duty, yeah. Link, the character that Brendan Fraser plays, is in those movies. What? He's like in the background or he's like on the news. <laughs> But no matter what, Brendan Fraser filmed for at least two hours to be really? in the movies. Just as this like sort of running inside joke for yeah. all the true Polly Shoreheads. Out there. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's just always links on a TV. Like Link is like drinking a, like a, a gallon of milk in the yeah. background and in the army now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So if if anyone is is either too young to have seen Encino Man or has too good a taste, is a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie where these two men find a frozen caveman in their backyard. They're two yeah, like they're, high, high school outcasts. Yeah, they yeah. asked their mom for a pool yeah. so they could, I think, skateboard in it. I think, like, Sean Astin wants to skateboard, but yeah. Paulie Shore is like, But the pool, honey! Yeah, the <laughs> So they make them dig the pool themselves. Yeah. So they're in their backyard digging the pool, and then they stumble upon an iced caveman. <laughs> you know what's funny? When this movie came out, I was living back east. But now that I live in L.A., I find the idea of a frozen caveman in Encino... To be a little hard to believe <laughs> that he would still be frozen. That, that, yeah. that a little hard to believe. That's the most unrealistic part of this. Movie. Yeah. That's, the, that's the only part Encino. that I can't. Encino. Encino, yeah. really. Huh. <laughs> and how could you tell the difference if there was a caveman amongst you? Maybe that's, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's, 
maybe that's kind of maybe that's kind of the big joke of the movie. Uh, fucking Encino Man. It's Encino charming. Man. Yeah, it is. It's it charming. is charming. Yeah, it's a. There's that Howie Mandel movie, Walk Like a Man. Yeah, yeah. that one's bad. Yeah, Encino Man is okay. Encino Man, good. Yeah. Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, owned by Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> That's like right at the bottom of his list. Oh, Frozen Caveman Lawyer is good. I love it. All right, Frozen Caveman Lawyer. Bobby Moynihan, Kitty Cat. Bobby Moynihan's. All right, so okay, that great pick. That wraps up. That wraps up your draft. Yeah, I feel okay with it. You feel okay with it? I am now going. We're going. We're going to me for my fifth pick. I have decided at this point, based on Sean and Devin, your 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 drafts, that I'm probably not going to win this one. So now I'm just going weird, because it's brought me more joy, I think, than anything that's left on the lists. So what I'm going to pick right now is Brent, from Brendan Fraser, and it's that short gif of him clapping really <laughs> weird. <laughs> I didn't know that was on the table. Oh, it's on the table, baby! <laughs> Do you have it? Can you show it to us right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me find it. it. Let me find it really quick. I want to see I, it right now, yeah. It's, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where it is. I don't, I don't care what award show it was. I believe uh, it's the Golden Globes. Okay, yeah, the Golden I, that's Globes. That's probably one of the few that he can get into. Yeah. I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah. And he was serving. Yeah. He was serving. <laughs> he was a seat filler. Uh, All right. Oh, yeah. So Robert De Niro is making a joke behind the microphone. Uh, here it is. Oh, I'll just hand you the computer, Devin. And, uh, uh, you know, they cut to a few loot. They cut to. They cut to some luminaries in the crowd. You get to see uh, 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 Marty. Marty. Yeah, Marty's Marty. on there. It's De Niro. De Niro cracks a joke. And for some reason, they cut to Brendan Fraser, who claps and laughs. <laughs> Perfect. In a way. Perfect. In a way like he's been Perfect. struck with a palsy in the, in the middle of trying to clap. It's... Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, which you probably why Hollywood I won't cast Brendan Fraser anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you've seen that video, I right? I think you cu- snuck up on me while I was watching that at work. <laughs> I did. What yeah. did what did they determine? Was it just oh, was it the mummy? Was that the clap yeah. actually did play into it? I think they yeah. said like that bizarre clap really turned a lot of people off. Wait, really? That's what the video says. If you bullshit. it it looks you know Vincent D'Onofrio's character in Men in Black where it's yeah. just a bug and a human it looks like him trying to clap, like trying to blood, like yeah. like he took that gimmick right. too far. Now he's at an award show, like oh, 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 oh no, clap for Robert De Niro. <laughs> it is, it's crazy. He claps and then his hands go off in one yeah. direction while and his body points. goes in the other. Yeah, it's like he has no control over his fingers. Yeah, <laughs> and then he starts pointing, like he does this weird clap, and then starts pointing at Robert De Niro, like the joke was just for Fraser, baby. You know what I mean? It's like you fucking got me, Bobby. Uh, okay, it like, is. You know, the tragedy of that is there's yeah. so many people in that room, and he could have just been doing that to him to himself but the camera just yeah, happened, happened to fucking to that they is were, crazy it was the one where the director was like fucking let's get it on Brandon Frazier because yeah. you know he has let's a help him out and they couldn't have known he was going to do they that had, like, no, they couldn't have, they happen like, to have a camera camera three go perfectly on him yeah, yeah. camera three grow <laughs> Frazier making a complete ass of himself just laugh but also maybe having the best time of the Golden Globes yeah. out of anyone who was there uh, so Brendan Fraser living his best life is uh, my fifth pick clapping <laughs> Golden Globes. It's a great pick. So, you know, you got the Simpsons on one side of the scale and Brendan Fraser clapping for maybe four seconds on uh, the other. 
And uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about my final pick, Sergio. All you right. have the final pick. I can't beat that of the final round of the of the draft. I'm just gonna go with a movie that I'm pretty sure most of you don't know. It's Buscemi. Yes. It's a movie called Ed and His Dead Mother. I know Ed and His Dead Mother. <laughs> dead Mother. It's not a great movie. Yeah. But uh, it was on HBO one time when I was eight years old. Yeah. And it's the first time I saw a pair of breasts. <laughs> yes. On TV. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, I really ha- yeah, I really have a, a special place in my heart for that film. Was it the dead mother's breasts? No. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> no, it's like the neighbor or something. It's a really weird movie. Yeah. So his mom dies, Buscemi's mom dies, yeah. and he brings her back to life, right? right? Isn't that the premise? I think so. Yeah. And she's got like these weird, she's still technically dead, so she's right. got like bugs around all over right. her. And so it's, like, it's such a gross movie. But you know, great title. I'm all about uh, I'm all about them titties. So. Yeah, yeah, you love them titties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact: Sam Sam Sorbo is in the movie. I don't know what her name was at the time, but since 1998, her last name is Sorbo because she married Kevin Sorbo. Was that... Did you see her? I think I did. I think that was Were her. those the first pair of was boobs this, you saw? Was if I should, Hercules' wife's boobs? Was Born so. Again Christian? Oh. Born Again, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. Sergio saw Kevin Sorbo's wife's boobs. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. I only, and well, I was only eight years old. I'm sure that the Lord will forgive you if you become born again like Kevin Sorbo. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Did she give you a Sorbo? <laughs> <laughs> You're like Sam Sorbo. The Trading Places was my first set of on-screen boobs. Oh, Terrific. Oh, oh, yeah. JLC. JLC. Jamie Lee Curtis. And then first in you theater st- boobs, Starship Troopers. I feel oh, like yeah. you started off so strong that it's like downhill from yeah. Trading. That's really a... They were great. Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, It's the perfect pair. Mine was Species. I went with my oh. cousins to see Species. <laughs> yeah. They were like 16 and I was like 8. And I... That movie did a number on me. Yeah, that's a <laughs> tough. I walked out of Mortal Kombat, I think, at the age of 8, 9, or 10, because Goro was too scary. And you went and saw Species. Yeah. 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 De- yeah. There was some fucking in that movie. There was some hard fucking, I think. <laughs> Devin, do you remember your first movie boobs? It has to be. My uncle snuck me in when I was seven or eight, or, yeah, eight, I think, to see The Jerk. Oh, yeah. And then there's boobs in the jerk. So that has to be my first because I would never seen an R-rated movie before that. <laughs> what a beautiful moment. I feel like <laughs> that's probably lost a little bit where the, now the internet is everywhere. Yeah. I feel like yeah. boobs are just flying yeah, at just, you left yeah, and right. Just, yeah, so <laughs> I boring. I did look up that scene recently. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a side shot and it's like in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure you're not even really meant to see them. But that was gold back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you're eight, when you're and eight, they're like, on, on a screen, yeah, you'll clear. find them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what uh, that's amazing. When you saw it, when you rewatched it, did it give you a sore boner? <laughs> uh, you know. I hope so, man. I hope so for you and for everyone here. Uh, and so that, that concludes the All Fantasy Everything, uh, Airheads edition. Really quick, let's go over the list again. Devin Farachi, uh, you picked Punch Drunk Love right out of the gate, and then Fargo, and then Gulch. And monsters, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Ghost World, and followed it up with a little television show called The Simpsons. Uh, Sean O'Connor, your first pick was Billy Madison, and then you went with The Big Lebowski, and then The Wedding Singer, and then Monsters Inc. Our second monsters, <laughs> our second, <laughs> our second monsters movie, and then uh, we capped it all off with Encino Man. Uh, I picked yep. uh, with my first pick Reservoir Dogs, and then went with. Con Air, and then uh, the television show The Sopranos, and then Airheads, 
and then a clip of Brendan Fraser clapping <laughs> for my final pick. Uh, Sergio Cerna started things off with Happy Gilmore, and, and then uh, then you picked another movie, and then uh, and then you went with Armageddon. <laughs> Saturday Night Live, and then Ed and his dead mother, and the breasts therein. Yeah, Sergio uh, definitely has the weirdest. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's weird that Ian picked a clip of Brenda Fraser laughing, <laughs> and isn't the weirdest. <laughs> um, some of the movies, some of the movies that we let that we left on the board. I mean, a lot of we. I mean, uh, Funny People, Spanglish, Waterboy uh, from Adam Sandler. Uh God, what Boucher? We did. We kind of plucked the Buscemi tree clean. He's in King of New York. He's in Pulp Fiction for like a second, isn't yeah. he? Uh, we 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 left that on the tree. Uh, could have been you know the Pulp Fiction instead of. You know, I thought about it. But yeah. <laughs> if I'm weighing Buscemi's performance in Pulp Fiction against yeah. Brendan Fraser's performance in The Mummy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a, a clear point. winner. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Buscemi's so... <laughs> performance. <laughs> <laughs> Resounding Buscemi. Uh, so that's that's the draft, guys. Thank you so much uh, for 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 playing, for participating, for coming on the podcast. Once again, you can check out Sean O'Connor at, at Sean O'Connor on Twitter. Uh, Devin Faraci is at Devin CF. Uh, Sergio Cerna at Sergio C Cerna. Sergio C at gmail.com. <laughs> What's your phone number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just email me. Send we'll, him a we'll fun e card. Just a fun little e card, <laughs> sure. and uh, get that conversation going. Sounds good, uh, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Anything? Anything else you want to say? Any names to drag through the mud before we go? Nope, no. Just want to say thank you for having me yeah, on. Yeah, thanks, thank you, man. thank you. Oh, what a pleasure! It was and, so much fun. And fuck Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan oh. Fraser, wherever you. Oh, really? One last thing before we go. What He's did waiting that, outside. What did that YouTube <laughs> video determine? Why doesn't he have a career anymore? I didn't finish it because you snuck up on me. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> my it, bad, everybody. I'm Sorry saying, about that. Uh, he made a couple bad decisions in the. Um, I think it was the early 2000s. Maybe no, like 2010 around. That was like his downfall. Was yeah. Uh, the Looney Tunes movie he did. Oh, that's uh, right. Furry Vengeance. Yeah. He did another movie called Extraordinary Measures, I think, that that bombed. So, yeah. Yeah, he just... I heard he's hard to work with. Oh, hard that to might work? be... Yeah. I heard he's hard to work with. Yeah, I heard with. he beat up D.C. Pearson. Yeah, that's oh, what shit. I heard. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, fuck you, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. We're coming for you. D.C.'s whole squad is rolling. Like, I can't even imagine anybody, like, being mean to D.C. No, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's the greatest guy in the entire world. Yeah, yeah. So with our sixth pick, we all pick D.C. Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- thank-, thank you for participating, and thank you for listening at home. This has been All Fantasy Everything. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of All Fantasy Everything. Uh, thank you again to my guests, Sean O'Connor, Devin Faraci, and Sergio Cerna. Uh, shout out to our engineer, G. Thank you, G. And uh, remember, to vote on who you thought had the best draft, go to at Ian Carmel on Twitter. Uh, there'll be a poll there for you to vote in. We're still figuring out the kinks of how exactly that's going to work, but I know this week, if you go to at Ian Carmel, there will be a poll there for you to vote on who had the best draft. We'll determine the winner. Whoever it is that won will be given $145 million to do with uh, as they please. So thank you for listening, and tune in again next Friday for an all-new episode of All Fantasy Everything. That was a HeadGum Podcast.